Welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm your host, Christopher Giel, and with this show, my mission is to empower you. I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential, and their ultimate capability. I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth to help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life because limited thinking equals limited being. Let the show begin. Hi there, guys, and welcome to episode number 12. So to everyone listening out today, I just want to welcome you and I want to say thank you for tuning into the show. For all the new listeners, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, uh, please subscribe just so you don't miss out on any future episodes coming up. And then second of all, we've got a Facebook community that I'm building that I'm starting soon. And I'd like to get you into that group so you can learn more with me on these topics that we cover. In that group, we're going to be speaking about all the stuff mind-related to strengthen the mind and to stretch our thinking. And it's also there to set up some accountability because you know as well as I do that sometimes you just don't pull through with what you say you're going to do. And this group is just there to make things public, make things live and get some accountability, get some inspiration going and also just get in between like-minded people to know exactly how they think and why they think the way they think. And just to be among those people, just doing that is already going to strengthen your circle that you move in. I'm going to introduce you to my guest today, and her name is Bridget, uh, Bridget Knight. She's the founder of Shift One Degree, and she basically helps people grow their businesses. She hosts multiple workshops and coaching for professionals to you know, help them reach their goals. She has also tried and tested many avenues of life to come to where she is now, and her path, I feel, is definitely one we can learn from. So Bridget's passion is basically there to just help people and uh, businesses to bring their ideas to life and just to open the doors of opportunity. And she takes, she takes people to another level, you know, like no matter where you are in business or your pers- whether it's personal finances, um, whether it's business related or whether it's uh, personal relationships or just well-being, her belief is basically this, the more you develop yourself, the more successful you will be and I truly resonate and confirm on that because it's been a personal journey for me as well in the same sense. So now this begs the question, without developing yourself, how is it then even possible to create, develop, operate and grow a successful business and stay in love with your career? I can even branch this question out to all other facets of life. If you're not developing yourself, then what version of you are you providing to your family, friends, your spouse, etc. So I want to. I want you to take those questions and take it throughout this episode and start to think about how you are bringing your, your best self to the world, whether it's in business, whether it's in your personal relationships, whether it's in your finance, or you know, as just just to use those as examples. We basically covered multiple different topics around things like the importance of health to life and business and her biggest takeaway from being a decade in the fitness industry, just how our strengths impact business, how we find out what our strengths are. And I just asked her some, some questions around mindset and stuff. You'll see that it's a really, really good episode. And I want you to let me know how the episode went once you are done listening. So without any further ado, enjoy the episode. 
Hi, Bridget, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Exploring Possibility. And I'm super stoked and keen to have you on my show today. Thank you very much. So let's kick it off with you just telling us a little bit more about your about you. So we just get some context about where you come from, what's your background, where you're going, and we can take it from there. Sure. I was, I was in the fitness industry for 10 years. I was part of the first in-house personal trainers at Health & Racket. So I went to ETA, qualified. Chris van Lockenberg was quite big in, the, in those days. I mean, he's now at the vineyard, but he was, he was very well known within the industry. He literally came to ETA and went, I want you, 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 you. And then we were the first in-house PTs, uh, Constantia, Health and Racket, Happy Days, all good. And then I stayed in the industry for 10 years. In that time, I worked in various Virgin Actives. I did a master uh, life coaching course. I'm Mark Seinberg, master one to four. So I became a life coach. But I pretty much stayed within the fitness. But I, I kept wanting more, but I didn't know... I didn't know how or what, number one. And number two, the older I got, the more people would say to me, but this is all you know. And they were, they were coming from their own fears, you know, and I would then go, mm-hmm. okay, well, they're right. This is all I know. Now, now what? And then I got to 40 and I thought, I can't. I actually cannot. I'd been so unhappy for so long. So then I left the fitness industry, bought a building, Created a a company called uh, Wellness for Living, which was a venue hire. My, I had no no business experience, no plan, no structure, nothing. I literally bought this building, and my assumption, because the whole fitness industry had been so easy for me, I'd made really good money, and I thought that that was business. I really, really, really did. So I started this, and it was a complete disaster. And then I thought, okay, now what am I going to do? Then I got a chance to learn how to trade, so I started trading on the GSE. And I thought, oh, maybe this is my thing. <laughs> but that was also a disaster. I mean, it's not people and it's, it's, it's nothing that I actually really wanted to do, but it was a good, good journey anyway. Then I left that and I joined BNI, the Business Network International, to upskill myself on my business skills, grow my network, and just kind of see what the whole business world was like. Through that, uh, I then became a partner at Ascentive, which was a, what is a global training company. But it's still, there was something missing. And people kept saying to me, you're all about health and wellness. And I get you don't want to do the training. I get it. However, you do need to do something within the arena of health and wellness because you live it, you walk it, you breathe it. It's like part of who you are. So I was like, okay, well, that's great. But I didn't actually know what to do with that information. And then closed the Ascent of South Africa, walked away from that. And that was at the end of January. And by... So that was in the morning, the last day of Jan, the 31st or whatever it is. By that afternoon, I knew exactly what I was going to do. Came up with the idea of business development for personal trainers, which I thought was a flippant genius idea because that was my biggest challenge. <laughs> then I went on a mission. I was like, right, this is what I need to do. Got a copywriter. We came up with the name, Shift One Degree, because you know when, when, when you're flying a plane, it's a matter of one degree between the plane crashing or landing. So small changes, big results. Um, came up with the name. And so her and I then got together, wrote, wrote a whole lot of material, went to the ETA, spoke to Steve Harris, who owned ETA. Then I approached Virgin Active and I said, I'd like to speak to your PTs and I've, I, I've got this a business training for them. That was in March. 
And on the 1st of April, they rolled out the personal training uh, business or finishing school for personal trainers. And they said, well, actually, we've got our own stuff, but we'll, we can buy what you've got. And I was like, no, it's not for sale, but you can have the two of us together, me and the material. And they were like, well, no, it's got to be all in the house. So then I started working more in the personal development space. And also because I'm a coach, I then use that personal development structure around my coaching. So now I'm actually working with people who are literally wanting to develop areas of their life where they're just going, um, I'm not happy with X, career, relationship, uh, whatever it is, and then we do coaching around that, or I do workshops. And then I got an opportunity uh, to be on the panel at the summit at FIBO, which was, as you, as you know about that, uh, health and fitness in Joburg which was fantastic. There was about five of us on the panel and it was great because I got an opportunity to speak to people in the fitness industry about developing themselves to then develop their business. And so I also do, I do weekly podcasts on Facebook yes. um, all around personal development every Tuesday, 11 o'clock. I've got, I do blog posts. I've got blogs on my, I think I've got about 39, something like that on my LinkedIn and my, uh, I've got a meet, I'm on meetup. And I've got a cash flow quadrant game uh, that I bought from the States. And then I do events. So this Friday, I've got an event at Thrive in Hout Bay playing the cash flow quadrant game, which is, it was created by Richard Kawasaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So yeah, those are, my focus is all areas of personal development. We have a similar journey. And part of that is what I can see or what I can hear is that you are exploring so much, uh, which I think is mm-hmm. vital to anyone out there to, who's wanting to, to learn more and to expand themselves. So You've got you to be having that uh, curiosity. You, have, you need to have a little mm-hmm. bit of that oomph to go and learn about the world, learn about business, learn about yourself at the end of the day. And that's where the personal development comes in. And me also having the background of being a personal trainer, I can also vouch for how how vital it is to work on your personal development. So for anyone else listening out there who's a personal trainer, if, if you're missing this opportunity to work on yourself, it's going to be the biggest mistake ever because the more you expand yourself, the more you, can, the more you will be able to expand your business as well. And that's just, I can, I, I can talk out of personal experience as well. And then, yeah, m- once again, multiple things that you mentioned, but that was one of the vital things is being able to work on your personal development and having knowing that we went on a similar journey is very cool to see. I just love that. I love that there's also yeah. others out there that's doing the same thing. Um, and you touched on something that I actually wanted to just ask you right now, and that was the name. Mm. It was the name Shift One Degree. That was going to be yes. my follow-up question, but you, you answered it like very fast and quickly and, and simply, but I want to jump a little bit deeper into that. And the reason is, is because I've got a very strong connotation and positive connotation towards the word shift and to be able to shift your state or shift your, your mind into a new paradigm, new pattern. And I just love that. Yeah. So like, where does, where did that idea come from? Just this is out of my own curiosity. Like um, where did that idea come from? And what do you mean by that? Just so we can get some like clarity on that. Sure. The, so the, it, where it came from was, so I work very closely to my copywriter, Lorna. She's got a company called Profiles Content. And I work very close with her and to the point of going, um, so she's got a wealth of knowledge and experience, not just in copywriting, but she worked in advertising and all sorts of arena. And when we sat down, my whole thing is, if you had to say to me, 
say I was a, uh, like a, maybe I drank too much coffee and you had to say to me, you know what, just every day have maybe half a cup less. That for me is like, oh, I could do that. And then before I know it, I'm having one cup less, two cup less, like it just, but it's gradual because it's baby things. It's small changes, big results, right? Because I'm doing a small thing every day and eventually I'm like, oh my gosh, I only drink one a day. That's amazing. And you just adapt and you get used to that. So shift one degree, her knowing me the way she does, she came up with one degree shift and we couldn't actually find it. We Googled it. We couldn't find it. It had been taken or there was some complication with it. Mm. So I swapped it around and I said, how about shift one degree? And she was like, yes. So together we came up with the name, but it's just so apt. And I love the fact that you, you say that shift is a word that you love and you use because it really is that. If you say to me, you know what, Bridget, you want to run the comrades and all you've got to do is an extra kilometer every day, I can do it. But you tell me to run the comrades, I'd be like, you've got to be kidding me. I could never do the comrades. So that's what it is. I want people to feel that you can do anything, but you just have to take those baby steps don't look at it like that. You have to look at it small. That's, so the name is very relevant to the training that I do. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. For me also, it's, it's what you just said, being able to not be over, overwhelmed by the situation because I also recently did my first marathon just to uh, challenge myself okay. mentally. Thanks. Uh, I used to say that I couldn't run far because I, I didn't. It was, it was mm-hmm. in my experience. It was in my results. I didn't run far. The furthest probably at yeah. the time was 5Ks. And then that, ca- that idea also just came to mind. I always speak about um, shifting your mind and just you got to shift it a little bit just to get onto new track and then start moving forward. And it's similar to what you mean by like, okay, cool. Now you need to go and run a marathon or need to do something big, but just look at today. What can you do now that's going to take you one step forward? That's going to shift, like you said, in your name of your business shift you one degree into the direction mm-hmm. that you want to go and then start moving yep. forward with small steps. So I think it's amazing. I think you've got so much power in that name. Yeah, thank you. I, I, and I, I, I 100% with you on that because I think it just it completely signifies to whomever wants to do anything with their lives. They go, well, actually, if I want to do whatever I want to do, I can completely do it. It's within my ability, my capability. It's, it's more about having the desire. And I love the fact that you talk about the marathon because – I've, I've got a commitment to myself that every day I will do something out of my comfort zone. Mm. I, like 20%, 30%, it doesn't matter what it is, but I, yeah. will, I will take myself out of the comfort zone because if I'm, if I'm not living it, then I'm not practicing what I'm preaching. And I feel that it's so important to do that because it's exactly what you say. You go, oh, no, I can't run that. And then you do, and you're like, oh, my gosh, of course I can. What else? <laughs> bring it on, bring it on, bring it on, you know? And it just fires you up to realize how incredibly powerful you really are. That's what's amazing. Yeah, it definitely took me out of my comfort zone completely. But yeah, once again, like we just said, um, having these small steps, it, it, it really helps. Um, and it makes the task so much simpler and easier and easier to achieve. I've, I've previously had another guest, his name is Eric Kruger, and he also spoke about marginal gains. That's like his way mm-hmm. of, of saying, you know, just having these small little bits that you do every single day. That's so achievable. It's so easy. Yes. That by over, you know, a six, seven or eight month period, you've achieved this big thing that you, that, 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 that felt overwhelming when you started with it. So that to me is amazing. And then you also just borrowed something from personal development, moving into uncertainty and, and you know, and discomfort in a way, um, seemingly discomforting things and being able to work within that uncomfortable zones. It just grows us as a person. It's so beautiful. 
And even if you do, I mean, I did something pretty radical where I'd never spoken in front of people in my life before. I think I'd maybe spoken in front of one or two people. Mm. And I was asked to speak at an event. And I think there was, it was an international networking day. I mean, there was, I mean, I just remember looking up and there was hundreds of people, literally. And I was speaking and all the other people speaking after me were professional speakers. Like you're, that's what they did professionally for yeah. a living. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was asked to do this, my whole philosophy in life is never say no. Unless it's going to harm or distract myself or harm another human being, I'm never going to say no. Any opportunity, I'm going to take it. All by the ones, I'm going to go with it. So when I was asked, I thought, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, yes, yes, I'll do it. I had no <laughs> idea how to do it. I went up there. I literally froze. I couldn't find my note. I mean, it was a disaster. And I got off stage, and I literally had people coming to me going, Sure, that must have been a bit embarrassing. That must have been really horrible. I mean, how, like, are you all right? And I said, you know the best thing? I will never, ever, ever go through that again. And now I've realized I can now do, I can now speak in front of anybody. Because if I can do this and completely throw name, I can do absolutely anything. That was the most powerful thing because now I've now joined Toastmasters. I now do more and more public speaking. And because of that experience, I will never in my life feel that fear again. Never. You know, so I think also if you take yourself beyond the 20%, you've also got to then leave your ego at the door because you're going to, chances are you're going to fail. Let's be honest. You're going to make, you know, <laughs> you're going to throw your name at it, but you've got to be okay with that because that's your learning and development. It's not about them. It's about you. So don't worry what they say. Just give yourself a pat on the back and go, well done. Well done for doing that. That was great. You know, even if it wasn't, you still did something very powerful. In my childhood, I also struggled with speaking. Even recently, I also I always struggled and also got, obviously, as it comes, you get more opportunity to speak somewhere. And I did the same thing. I hesitated, obviously, but I just said yes. And same thing happened. Like, it just you break through that barrier and then it starts getting better. But there's also yeah. some truth to that where you said um, it's a growth, it's part of growth. Now, what I've seen in my own life is that if what helped me is when I changed my perspective and instead of saying, I'm not, I'm going to go speak at the event to, to be accepted instead of saying, I'm going to go there to grow. So if that, yeah. if, if, the, if the, if the goal is to grow, doesn't matter what happens. You got, you're coming out at the other end with growth. If your aim is going to be to be accepted, you might get fearful and you yes. might, yes. you know, so that's yes. what I, that was my perspective on that as well. Love that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just something that came to mind when we, when we, as we speak about this. Uh, I want to know from, from your background, seeing that we both from like the, the health and the wellness background, what is your view on fitness with regards to life and business perhaps? Like how, how vital is it? How important is it? So for me, um, the reason I got into fitness in the first place is, I mean, I'm definitely an addict. There's no question. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine my life without it. And I think I organize my whole day to make sure that somewhere in my day there's some physical activity. I've cut it down to, I first cut it down to six days a week and now I've cut it down to five days a week. But I mean, for most of my life, I was exercising seven days a week and that was my normal. So there is definitely an obsession about it because for me, if I'm not, exercise is not about, I don't care about being a size eight. I've never had a weight problem. So I don't know what that feels like. So that's not the, that's not the arena I play in. But mentally, Without, I'm not, I haven't got a psychotic problem or anything, <laughs> but you know, these voices in your head, like I finally get these voices in my head. If I go and exercise, I can calm them. 
So the voice is is the self-doubt, the fear, the questioning, the uncertainty, the rubbish. It's rubbish. Whereas exercise goes, nah, you got this, you got this, and just keeps (laughs) me in that equal place that I don't need anything else to make me feel like I've got it. Just makes me feel like I've got it. So it's for my mental state, actually. It's a form of therapy for me, definitely. So I think if anybody, if everybody can have something, a walk, a run, a cycle, whatever, but something that takes them into a place of going, maybe it's a form of meditation, you know, just something to go, it's, you've got it, you've got it. Because those voices come in and they can come fast and furious sometimes, you know, and you need to just not feed them, don't give them food, starve them and just get mentally strong. Yeah. And then on, on that note, what is your advice to people that are not addicted to to exercise? Why do you, why do, would you say to them? Because <laughs> that's a different well, crowd. I would say to them, just to find something, whether it's, I've recently got into meditation, it's very new, it's been a few months, whether it's meditation, but something that stills your mind. Because I think our biggest challenge in our life or in our lives is our mind. It's not our people, it's not anything else, it's our mind because the mind is what limits us or believes we have unlimited potential. You know, and I think the mind is so powerful. If we can find a way to silence it, to still it, I think we can have endless opportunities and growth. But if it's so busy, we live in the fear of not good enough, not clever enough, not, you know, we don't have the skills. We have all these limiting beliefs. So if you can find something just to kind of still it, I think that could be hugely beneficial. I agree with you on that. And uh, it's definitely a mindset shift. That's once again, shift. And that's partly why I also exited in some way from the fitness industry and, and started looking for different parts, how to impact and help people and encourage them to get into fitness, but from, you know, the mindset perspective and not from like the physical perspective. So yes. yeah, that's, uh, I can say that I definitely agree on that. So my next question to you would be like, what is your biggest takeaway from working in the fitness industry? I think you were there for about a decade. There must be like some big takeaway that you can pass on like a lesson that you can see what, what you've learned from people and how they behave, you know, what's that? I think my biggest, 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 if I had to do that time again, which is why I was so adamant about working with personal trainers, mm. if I had to do that time again, I wish I had thought beyond 25, 35, I just wish I'd had some insight and foresight and going, okay, this is awesome for now. But realistically, with a qualification within the fitness industry, it's not like other qualifications where you can branch off into sales, marketing, management. There is nowhere to go. There's fitness and then there's fitness. So if you're a personal trainer, you're a personal trainer. There's nowhere else to go. So basically you're looking at your career and going, okay, so I'm 25 now. So this is what I'm going to be doing until I retire at 65 or 70, whatever the case is. This is what I'm going to be doing. There is nowhere to go. So if there was one massive takeaway that I get is whomever comes on board to go and study personal training, do it, love it, live it, and have a plan B. Where are you going long-term? You know, what things are you putting in place for your long-term? Because you don't want to wake up at 40 and go through what I went through. It took me seven years to get where I'm at now. Or six, I'm 46 now. It took me six years to get to where I am now. And it's a lot of time and money and energy and emotion. And for what? If you had done all that prep beforehand, you wouldn't go through that. And then a lot of people won't go through that and they just stay in the fear, but they're not happy. So what's the point of that either, you know? 
So that would be the big thing. Like, just look at the bigger picture. Don't just look at now. 100%, 100%. And then now what I can take is that you obviously now work with a lot of, or you try and work, or you aimed at working with a lot of fitness professionals, you know, in their own businesses, or at least change it or evolve it into a, a sustainable business going forward. What is, what is your approach to that? Like, how do you, how do you do that? So I start with when I did my training, um, when I was with Ascentive and we had the training company for South Africa, the training we did was all around finding your purpose, finding your why. You're Simon Sinek. Okay. And when I start my coaching, my workshops, the focus is on your why. What gives you the right to take up oxygen? Why are you here? What is your reason? And you know, you, you think it's so easy. You think, but I live with me. I've been with me. So I know me, so I should know. But it it's isn't. So tough. <laughs> right? Because we go, we're good at something. And every time we're good at something, maybe this was just me, I would follow wherever I was good. But I never sat down and thought, I might be good at it, but that's, that doesn't mean what I, that's what I want to be doing. Maybe I'm just good at it because, I don't know, maybe I'm good at it, but I need to actually find my purpose. So I start with the why, like why are you actually here? And that goes into a whole lot of story about your past and, yeah, your story about your pain point, your, your turning point in those various points in your life. And from there, going into your personal development of what is your plan and what are you prepared to do and how do you structure that? Because for me, if you haven't figured out your why and we go straight into what is your goal setting and your plan, then we're living in a space of where you think you are, not where you necessarily want to be. So that for me is the most important of actually getting to that point of why are you here? Because you'll say to people, why are you here? And they will say, I don't know. Or my best is I say to somebody, who are you? And they will say, I'm a mother, I'm a father, I'm a doctor, I'm a dentist, whatever. And I'll say, okay, so if that got taken away, who are you? And literally they'll go, I don't know. And that's what you need to know. Who are you? What, what is your purpose here? You know, when you think about somebody like um, Oprah Winfrey, her, her passion is about educating um, people in Africa. For example, she's got the school. You know, it's all mm. around education. That's one of her purposes. So, you know, when you think about people like that, they've got a bigger purpose in their life. It's not about, it wasn't about her talk show. It wasn't about her podcast. It's, it's about educating people, you know. So everyone's got their thing. So what's your thing? What is why you're here? That's, that is a very important place to start, I think. Awesome. Yeah, I love how you strip away the, the bullshit. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like what's down there, man? What's happening? Yes. Because um, when I met Simon Sinek also virtually, obviously now through books and videos and stuff, that guy inspired me to another level to start thinking about things like the why and why are you going forward? Because that also helps. It like magnifies your impact straight away. It helps you yeah. just expand that so hard and so wide that you can, you can go through anything. Also, if you have your why, it's also like your, your anchor in life. And Absolutely. Yeah, so I, just, I just love how you just strip away all of that and get to the core of who a human being is. But having that now in mind, don't you get people that now go, okay, wait, I'm not supposed to be in the fitness industry. Have you ever gotten to that point? I would say nine times out of 10. I, I, I never like to say 10 out of 10 because you can't give 10 out of 10. Nine out of 10 times people will go, oh my gosh, this is not what I want to be doing. Wow. This is not what I want to be doing. I want to be doing something else. And it's only because they've never actually sat down and taken the time to figure out. They, so what happens is people create their identity around what they do. 
Then their identity gets taken away for whatever reason. Maybe they get fired, maybe whatever. Their identity gets taken away and then they're like, who am I? You know, and that's why you can't be what you are because that's your identity. So if it gets taken away, you're going to feel like you're lost. So you need to find that within yourself outside of who you think you are from an identity perspective of a, a policeman, a doctor, a dentist, whatever the case is. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. So you got to get to that rural part of because then you know you would almost die for your cause. You know that your your cause and your commitment and your passion is X, and the platform is irrelevant. So my 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 passion is around helping people develop themselves because I went through tough, such a tough journey myself, and I believe it's because I wasn't developing myself to where I needed to be. So the platform is irrelevant. Health and fitness was my my focus. But I'm also not attached to that either. So if it's not health and fitness, it's, it's people who want more. It's people who are going, I don't want to be where I'm at and how do I change that? So it doesn't actually matter who my audience is as long as they're people that want to put the work in to create something different, something more. Tony Robbins also speaks about the, the vehicle and the destination. He says you can, also, you can always change the vehicle. And that's what I'm getting from this also is you can exactly the, the destination, the vision is the same, but how you get there, you know, it's, it can change. It can, it can, you can change paths on that. So it's very, very interesting to speak about this. Yeah. The adaptability is so important mm. because when I got, I got so obsessed with Virgin Active. I mean, I go to the head office. I'm like, I want to be, I want to, I want to work with the personal trainers. They're like, mm, no, not going to happen. And I was like, no, no, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> so I then contact all the general managers in the whole countryside, started going to, I advised myself their personal training meetings, which was nice. Yeah. And then I started getting, I got an email from head office saying, no, if you want to actually facilitate the workshops, then you need to let us know. And I thought, but I, that's not what I want. So I don't need to let you know, because that's not what I want to do. But I carried on my mission, contacting all the clubs, and then eventually I was getting the emails from, especially with Steinhoff, you know, because the whole sign of Virgin. And then I started getting emails from the general manager of the clubs going, no, you're not allowed to come and speak to our personal trainers. We're doing our own in-house Virgin Active training. But my point being, great research. But I got so fixated on Virgin Active that I must have spent probably three months Sure. There, thinking you want me, you want me, you want me, and they're mm. like, we don't, we don't, we don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, adaptability is important, and you know, you've got to be in flow. You've got to be in flow. So, what I mean by that is, there has to be an element of you contact me, I say yes, I'd like to be on your podcast, and there has to be that flow. But if things are, if things keep stopping, I question whether there is that connection. Yeah. So with Virgin. You know, it, there was no kind of amber. It was very much red, but I kept on fighting through. So I think it's good to know when to stay, when to go. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? I get you. You can waste a lot of time. And actually, as a, as a business person, you need to be adaptable. So if that door closes, with respect, thank you very much, go find another door. They don't want you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... <laughs> Yeah, that's a big learning lab. But all of this for me is personal development, you know? All the rejections, all of it is, is part of the journey, and I'm okay with that too, you know? Oh, well done for, for having that amount of self-awareness because that also takes a lot of self-awareness to be able to look, you know, outside of yourself and say, I can see what's happening here. Let me just yeah. adapt my – because it's not me. It's just my strategy. Let me just ad yes. adjust that a little bit and try this new vehicle, how we just said. So yeah, well done on, on just having that perspective as well. It, it takes 
it takes um, some time. It takes some, you know, you know, you need to go on a little bit of a journey to get to that point. Um, but um, now just, you just said that, you know, you tried to go speak to them and let's say you did and you got to those, to those professionals in the fitness industry, like, what would your advice be to them um, in terms of thriving in this in this market? So specifically, specifically from a business perspective. So do you know Seth Godin? Yes. So Seth Godin talks about for those people who don't know, he talks about the purple cow, and he talks about linchpin. And is he mm. is I don't know for me he's a guru of gurus. He's even a if he, I don't know if you can do a double guru, but he's a guru <laughs> of guru, you know. And what I love about him is. There's thousands of millions of purple cows, or sorry, thousands of cows, but there's only one purple. So you'll go, oh my gosh, purple cow, but you're not going to go, oh, there's a cow. So not that I'm, so if I was thinking about personal trainers, for example, one of the things that I did was I went in there and I, I took a, one of those post-it um, packages with me. And I said, if those of you that are keen to engage in this, just write down what your biggest challenge is. And then we can put it on the wall and we can go through it if you're comfortable. And if you don't want to or whatever, that's also fine. And if you don't have any challenges, that's also fine. I'm not assuming you do. So just if you if you do, then let's put this up. Anyway, so we put it all up and cross board. So I did. I met with some of the trainers in the north and the south, sort of cross board and wide. So challenges were invariably all the same. One of the things that I said to them is, okay, so what's great is that I see that at this gym, this particular gym, you guys have all decided to be niched within your niche. So you can all do all of it. But you've gone bodybuilding, you've gone strength, you've gone blah, blah, blah. Great, awesome, lovely. And um, so my question would be, if you've gone into this and probably within the next five to 10 kilometers, I don't know exactly, but give or take, there's another Virgin Active. And I'm going to assume that there would be another 15, to 20, or 15 or 20 trainers that are going to give me the same story. So yes, well done for being a niche within this. However, then how do you become the purple cow? Because it's just each club does the same, but you're all five kilometers. So invariably what you do is you just go, okay, well, I'll go half price. Okay, well, I'll give it for free. Okay, well, you know, and that's, so what is, what is your strategy around being the purple cow? So my training would be around, why would I come to you? Give me something about you that makes me want to be with you. Why would I come to you? And it's never about price. We all know this. It's not about price. It's mm. about being the purple cow. So that would be my song to personal trainers is let's find your purpose. Let's find your why and let's feed that. And you have got your own purple cow. So you're not doing freebies and giving things away and, and living in fear and the scarce mentality because that's what they do, right? That's what I would do if they let me in. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's okay too. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's so funny why you tell that story because I can relate at every point. I'm like, I was the guy that started with all the freebies and you had that scarcity mindset of just everyone's like fighting on price. Who's going to be the lowest? And that is definitely a scarcity mindset and one that shouldn't be um, honested at all. The best would be to follow the advice that you said. I think that's, that's such critical advice that you just gave. Um, for anyone that's still in that industry and looking to move forward and looking to move out of it. And just another thought that popped into my mind while you, while you were talking is like, I'm trying to now resolve in my mind why that business, so Virgin Active doesn't want to take you. And to me, it feels like uh, they want to keep the trainers there because what you are doing is going to empower them to get out of Virgin Active. And their model is to keep them in 
and have them pay rent each month. So that's what came to mind. So just to, because I'm always looking for closure. I'm, look, I'm looking for the answers. I'm like, and that is in my mind, what makes logical sense at this point. Maybe there's another reason, but if I was Virgin Active, I would have probably also shut the door nicely just to say no thanks, Bridget. But um, we've got our own model. We love what you're doing, but it's not going to fit in with what we do. That's ex- that was exactly my feeling and 100% because having 20 to 30 trainers in that are bringing, uh, bringing in an income, bringing in the rental every month yeah. and it makes their life much easier. They don't have to get more trainers in. People get to know them and it's, it's 100%. It's a big corporate and with sign off, losing a lot of money, lost a lot of jobs, a lot of people got retrenched, fired, whatever the case is. I don't even know the right terminology to use. So with that, people are very scared about their jobs because of what's happened. So all of that I get. The bottom line, it's a big corporate. So being a big corporate, they do not care about the future success or financial success of the personal trainers. They don't. They are caring about their bottom line and how they're making profit and what's going to be sustainable for Virgin Active. But if the trainers themselves have not got the insight and the foresight to see that, that's their endeavor, right? It really is. But it is. It's a corporate and that's, that's exactly it. And, and you're right. I, I might feel the same if I had that belief, but then you look at someone like Richard Branson and his whole philosophy is if you don't want more and you don't leave me to grow, there's something wrong with you. So why don't you want more? Why aren't you out there making it happen? So you also want to make sure that you're working for somebody or freelancing from somebody, whatever the terminology, that has a mindset similar to yourself of going, I want you to be the best version of you. And how can I help you be the best version of you? I don't care if you stay or go. You need to fly. That's the bottom line. So then you need to be in line with the mindset of the people that you're freelancing or working for, right? I mean. Yeah, that is, that is so true from uh, Richard Branson as well. And yes. I hope that we start building more of these, these companies where they, they want the individual to grow to the best version they can be in, whether that's six months, three years, 10 years, like we, we got to like be for people and not just like you yes. said, for the, you know, the profit, the baseline, you got to get through that yes. as a corporate. Uh, and I hope we we push this message out more and more, even with like this podcast and your your shows, your podcast that you're doing on the Facebook, on your Facebook as well. Um, the, one of the last things that I want to jump in as we're heading towards the end of our session is just a little bit on strengths. Like what is your view on that? Do you feel that people need to work or try and find their strengths and then work according to that, you know, as they go through life? Because sometimes people don't do that. I've also found myself in that, in that trap years back where I just did things. I don't know if it was out of not having self-awareness, not having enough, enough self-awareness or being drawn into things by what society says we should be doing. Um, like, I just want to find your, your, your view on strengths and how that makes sense, you know, in life and in business, how it impacts it perhaps. My feeling about strengths is that, so we've all obviously got strengths and we've got our challenges. I don't like the other words. So I use the word challenges. I prefer the word I challenges. Like challenges. Yeah. yeah, so we have, our, we have our strengths and our challenges. And I think that our strengths are what make us absolutely unique in our strength of ability to do whatever that is. And the challenges are something that we don't enjoy doing and we're not that good at. So why not collaborate? Why not outsource the things that are challenging and focus on the things that you're really, really good at? Because that's what makes you unique. That, for me, is part of your purple cow. That is your thing. So if that's your thing. Feed the thing, right? Why focus on the things? I mean, my dad's a CA and anything around sort of 
counting and ledgers and whatever else that goes on there is so boring for me. I would, I would wear all the pain accounts and brief me. I want to know what's going on. Of course, I need to know the numbers. However, I don't need to get sucked into all of that. I have no interest. It does not interest me. And I'd way rather outsource somebody to, to do that for me. I think if you're focusing on your strengths, you can only become exceptional at what it is you do. Because you take those things and you put energy and time, you work on it all the time, you become exceptional and you stand out from everyone else in that arena. You become an expert in that arena. That for me is a big thing. Be an expert at something. Don't be, what is this, what is this saying? Um, a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> and roll with that. Like that's your thing. That's what you, that's what you should be known for. That's your yeah, that's your mark. Mm. Yeah, and then um, what would your advice be to someone that says, I don't know my strengths. I don't know, I don't know what I'm good at because I get that all the time as well. Then I would say, do you want to put the work in to find them and either get a mentor or get a coach? My next question would be, how much do you want to put in time and money-wise to develop yourself? And I say time and money because what I found personally, I've had a lot of coaching over my life and... I'm continuously educating myself. And what I found that if I'm not paying for something, I'm not getting the value from it that I need to, and I'm not getting the development from it that I need to. So for me, the payment is part of my development and it's non-negotiable, but that's a value of mine. So I suppose it depends on where your values lie. But if it's something that you don't know, I would say spend the time and money, find a coach or find somebody who can help you to develop those. Because once you know what those are, then you can start feeding them and growing them. But if you don't know where that, what they are, how do you even start? You know, I mean, exactly. one of the things you could do, which was going to cost you nothing, is and I did, I did this with friends of mine. I said if, if there was a few strengths of mine that for people that have known me for a long time, and there was a few strengths that you would mention, what would you say they are? And what's interesting is you'll find your friends will often say the same thing. So they'll give you maybe three, maybe ask ten mates. But the interesting thing is invariably they will pretty much say the same thing. And then yeah. you go, okay, well, that must be a pretty given because the law of average of that is pretty much 100%, <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's a good, that's a cheap way. But I think there's also another way if you want to develop it, maybe then pay it and take the time and figure that out. I've also taken that route of asking friends and family what they think, you know, and it's exactly that. There's a common thread all around. Um, right? There's that one or two things that always stands out. And you can just accept that as that as me, you know, <laughs> even exactly. though you, you don't want to accept it at the point or you haven't explored that as much. That is the truth because others are seeing it in you. So I think yeah. also to the point of um, mentorship and coaching, whatever you invest time and money in, is a great way yeah. of accelerating that process of going from, right? yeah, yeah, going from, I don't know, to, I don't, oh, I know now, or I know within a yes. few seconds or days going from that instead of going the, the other route is just a slower process from what I've seen. So, yeah. And even if you know what they are, if you don't know how to develop them, mm. well, what, what use is that if you don't know how to develop them to actually generate them into your career or where you're going? Exactly. Well, it's kind of point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then I think I saw this on your profile, but what makes you a believer in all things possible? Generally, when I hear people like say things like that, I just get a lot of like hope and it just energizes me. Because in my own life, I have gone and I have done things like being part of a global training company. I never, I mean, when I was in fitness, like I, my world was fitness and that's what I knew and that's all I had. And from there, 
you know, I became one of the director consultants at, at BNI. So I got very involved with that. I became a partner in a global training company. I then was trading. I then bought a venue. Um, I then now started a company. I've been on panels. Um, I've been on podcast. Like I've just, I've just done, I've set out to go, let me just see where it goes. And I've been blown away at the opportunities that have presented themselves because I put myself out there. And that's why I believe that if you believe anything is possible, you can absolutely do anything, you know, because I wouldn't have thought that flip, maybe 15, 10 years ago, I would never have thought that. I would have gone, okay, well, this is, this is my lot. This is it, you know, because that's, that's all you know. And that's people around you. They keep reminding you that that's all you know. So they kind of limit it with you. And yeah, so I think that's what I believe is that, from my own journey, I know. I absolutely, if you're prepared to do the work, anything is possible. But you have to be prepared to do the work. I mean, that's, that's crucial. Yeah, definitely. Like the, the, the word needs to be backed by the deed. And uh, so second last question is, are yes. there any other resources out there um, that people can go to or inter- if they are interested in knowing a little bit more about we just, what we just spoke about or what you do? Like where yeah. can people get hold of you or read a bit more or listen to you more about what you have to say? So on my Shift One Degree LinkedIn page, there's a lot of information about me and, the, and my blogs. And on my Shift One Degree Facebook page, I've got information about me and the training that I do, the coaching that I do, the podcast that I do. My, my, my website has taken a long time and it's not, it's not the designers. It's more about me because... I want it to be a certain way and, mm. and every time it's come back, you know, these things take time. So that's going to be up eventually. It's just still in the process. So those would be the two main places to get hold of me, you know. So it would be Shift One Degree LinkedIn and Shift One Degree Facebook. Yeah, and okay. then every Tuesday at 11 o'clock we do the podcast. So then people can tune into that, listen to us. We only do 15 minutes. Um, but so I'm, I, I do sort of marketing strategist and then it's myself, personal development, and then we take topics. So tomorrow we're talking about sales planning and I'm talking about how do you develop yourself personally in order to be somebody who can plan because that's personal development around planning and she's talking about it from a marketing strategy. So we have this little banter and it's, it's quite entertaining and light and <laughs> yeah, it's good. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's basically a lot of me, yeah. Awesome. I think it's great that it's 15 minutes at a time because that's typically the, the time attention span that we have as humans these days. So yeah. <laughs> someone listening to my podcast might listen, it, listen to it over a few days where your, yours might be consumed within like, you know, one, once off. And uh, that's brilliant. So for those listening, I'm definitely going to add those links that Bridget mentioned into the show notes of this episode. So you can just go click on there if you forgot what it was and just follow her on her journey as well. Get in touch if you need any help with what she had to say during this um, awesome interview. And then finally, Bridget, what is your advice to someone out there who's given up on their belief in themselves? What would your advice be to that person? Well, one of my, one of my other sort of taglines of philosophy is you only live once. And life goes so quickly, so quickly. Like one day you're 20, then you're 40, then you're 60, then you're 80. I mean, mm. it flies by. So if you, if you want to take and seize every single moment, I would say then that would be the most valuable thing you could ever do because before you know it, your life is just gone. And I don't mean that in a sad way. I just mean that in a real way. You know, so maybe just look at what you've done because invariably most of us have achieved so much we don't give ourselves credit for. 
So acknowledge what you've done, appreciate what you've done, and then look at that and go, if I've done that, oh my gosh, surely I can do that. And, and look at it like that and then just take baby steps, little baby steps, and just, and just know that the bigger picture is possible and the bigger picture is there. You just need to take little baby steps every day. Excellent. Live in the moment. Use that. Optimize it. Enjoy it. Yes. Love it. <laughs> but as yeah, as we come to a close, I just want to say it was an absolute pleasure meeting you. And you just thank you for helping others out there with, you know, creating success out of their everyday activities. And I really admire like your your approach, like your kindness and your willingness to assist others just to thrive in business and in life and helping them understand their journey, their personal development journey, and just to help it help them make that or make it help it make sense to them. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just thank you for peeping, helping people shift that one degree, you know, making the small changes, getting the big results. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Cool. Have a good one. You too. Bye. There we go. That's a wrap. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, I really appreciate every single second that you spend with me listening to my episodes. I always hope that you get some value out of the episodes and I always, I'm always looking for new guests and suggestions. So if there's any suggestions that you have or there's, if there's anything that you liked, please reach out to me. Let me know what it was that you liked about this episode. Let me know if there was anything that I missed or that you feel we could have added. I'm always looking to improve and to just give value back to the people listening to this podcast. And like I said in the beginning, in the introduction of this episode, I'm also building this community you know, in, on Facebook to, so we can get around like-minded people to people who want to grow, people who want to strengthen their minds, people who want to stretch their thinking. If you are someone that wants to develop yourself personally and branch that out into other avenues of life, then join this group. Go onto my website, go onto the community link, and it's going to take you directly to the Facebook group. I'm creating this community and it's going to start soon. And then we're going to chat about all these things and we're going to grow together as a community. So yeah, with, with that said, once again, reach out to me if you love this via email or just Instagram or Facebook. I'm, I'm, all, I'm on all those channels. So reach out, let me know, and I'll chat to you soon. See you in the next episode. And yeah, once again, don't be afraid to explore and find a possibility. Cheers, guys.